1: What is up, everybody? I have another episode ready to rock and roll for you. Today, I sat down with Simon Johnson from Simon Steeps. You have probably seen his tea at many local events in Windsor, and it's absolutely fantastic. But even more fantastic is his story about how he got into herbal teas and herbs in general. Um, I can't wait to sit down and hear it uh, one-on-one, face-to-face with him, super stoked. Let's do it. You want to just give like a kind of a little introduction to yourself and tell people what you do?
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Simon. <laughs> um, we do lots of things, but I guess right now, the main thing people know what we're into is making herbal teas. So trying to show how the herbs are here to help and teas just a real nice way to try them out and see what they can do for you. Um, huh. so we've been studying a lot of herbs and along with that, we're doing sort of Wild medicinal plants, whether it's just, you know, telling you what you can eat in your backyard and how it's all good for you to, you know, grow in forest gardens and really taking advantage of uh, all the good stuff you can grow.
1: in the stuff that's literally right in front of us.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't believe what's in your front yard and uh, how excellent it is. Yeah.
1: Listening to your TED Talk and then reading some articles online that you had written about and I was going to ask you about like the superfood thing about people you know buying in capsules or in powder form. I am guilty of doing that. Yeah. Um, and just about how it really is, and I, not, uh, now watching and kind of learning how readily available it is. And I know like dandelion is that that one core um, superfood that you talked about during your TED talk. Tell me a little bit about like what can we ju- what can we literally find in front of us?
0: Yeah. So. I mean, I like dandelion just because everybody knows what a dandelion is, right? So it's like super easy to talk about. And, you know, so many people also have this, like, for some reason they have such a thing against dandelion, right? But when you really think about it, then they're like, oh, wait a second. I don't even know why I don't like dandelion. You're just told you're not supposed to like it. Spray them. Right. Right? It doesn't really make any sense, right? So um, anyway, yeah, like it just... You know, I really like to talk about those, you know, classic weeds, right? So there's like dandelion and plantain and, you know, thistles and lamb's quarter. Well, I like to call it wild spinach because it sounds more fun because <laughs> it is a lot like spinach. Okay. Um, but just a lot of these things that grow in your classic sort of disturbed area and your, you know, your lawn or your garden or anywhere where, you know, you're, you're in the city. Basically, these mm-hmm. things grow all over the place, right? And, you know. So clovers, all that stuff is just like super good for you in so many ways. Right. So a lot of it is there's like this sort of sliding scale spectrum of like, you know, one end is like medicinal and the other end is, you know, nutritious sort of thing. Right. And so you could slide these things up and down the scale and the more nutritious sort of, the more on the nutrient end a thing is you could say that, you know, you would eat more of that, Mm -hmm. whereas if it's more on the medicinal side, you know, it has stronger actions and it, you okay. would eat less of it sort of. And it would, okay. pre- it would, the actions that it would perform in your body would be stronger and more noticeable sort of thing, right? Okay, okay. Um, and so uh, <clears throat> going with that is like the taste of a thing. So you can really sort of determine that based on the taste, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if it's like extremely bitter and really strong, like you're, you just don't want to eat a lot of it, right. right? It's like, oh, that's really strong and yeah. you can feel it doing something for you, right? That's probably like more right medicinal. Away right exactly okay
1: okay i was going to say what is like the core differences between like the nutritional right. side and the and that medicinal just side just as
0: like an immediate like tasting it you know you just you know say you've identified that it's you know it's something that you can have right mm-hmm. and then you taste it and it's like oh that's fairly like bland land is mostly sort of the nutritious things. Like think of spinach, right? It's like, there's not a whole lot going on there, right? And it's like super good for you, right? (laughs) Yeah, of
1: course. So the
0: same idea holds for these wild plants. And, um, you know, so dandelion, you know, you get some bitterness in it, which, you know, there's all kinds of good stuff about bitterness, but Mm -hmm. like wild spinach, as an example, or, um, you know, some of the thistles that are out there, like there's not a whole lot of bitterness. It's just really not a whole lot going on sort of, right? (laughs) But the nutrient value of those plants is you know depending on a lot of factors but it's for the most part sort of through the roof compared to you know your standard veggies and yeah. you know there's so many factors affecting all of those things like where is it grown and what soil and you know it goes both for the wild plant and for the yeah you know classic veggies like kale and right. you know spinach right which you hear so much about but yeah you know, where are, you, where are those grown? And, you know, are they just grown in some, you know, dead soil in California in the sand, you know, mm-hmm. sprayed with a, who knows what right. and then shipped here and you eat them like three weeks later sort of yeah. thing, right?
1: Yeah. Or, or yeah. and then when you get them, like you're talking about in the, like the pill form or in a powder right, form, like right. what is the difference in doing that versus going to pick it out in right. you know, your local area or wherever? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. So those powders and capsules are like a huge thing, right? And, and a lot of them have like, all sorts of stuff in it and you know a lot of that like a lot of that stuff is all really good and it's you know there's a lot of good stuff in there you know you got to be careful what you get but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it comes down to like if you go out to your front lawn and you pick some dandelions or you go to the store and you buy some like dandelion in a capsule thing it's like Well, that dandelion in a capsule is almost certainly grown on a farm. Like they didn't just go out and find dandelion. So they grew it. Right. And then, you know, so how did they grow it? Is it organic? Is it not organic? Right. And then, so that has a whole bunch to do with it. And then where's it coming from? Like, so usually that is not grown here. That's grown somewhere pretty far away, Mm -hmm. oftentimes across the ocean. And the dandelion in your lawn is right there, right? So by the time you actually get that capsule, that dandelion's been picked and dried and busted up into a powder and then put into a capsule and then you know shipped and packaged and you know repackaged yep. and shipped and like you know how many times has it been yeah you know moved around and somebody's been touching it and doing something with it and how long has that taken before it actually gets on the shelf and then how long is it sitting there before you actually get it right right so I would, you know, I wonder how much actual goodness is left inside of that mm-hmm. versus literally walking outside, picking this thing and sticking it right in your mouth.
1: What does that taste like? Is I, I wow. now I'm like, now all I want to yeah, do after right. watching your TED Talk, I was like, <laughs> I just want to go eat a dandelion now, yeah. but I'm well, Nerve like nervous.
0: Well, so there's lots of, uh, little things to consider that change the, you know, taste of just say a dandelion. Right. right? Um, so... The young, tender, early spring greens mm-hmm. are, like, the least bitter. they the most tender and just, like, nicest to chew on. Okay. Um, if they're in the shade, they, they, they're not as bitter as if they're in the full sun. Okay. Um, and, you know, the size. Like, basically, when you walk out to a dandelion plant and you, like, identified that dandelion and you can see what it looks like and what it feels like the softer and like lighter green and nice and supple and, you know, this like nice little fresh piece of growth, Mm -hmm. that's going to be the nicest part. That's going to have like the most life force in it. Like that's where the plant's putting its energy. It's growing this new leaf. It's very tender and soft and you can see it and you can feel that next to, you know, here's this other like old gnarly large dandelion leaf with all these holes in it for bugs and whatever, right? Like that has lots of fiber and it's tough and it's this old... You know, that's like the main like solar panel of the, you know, you can imagine it's collecting all the sun's energy from these large leaves and then putting that energy into its new growth, right? Okay. And so for any of these plants, picking that new growth, that fresh sprout or, you know, where the plant is growing right now, that's going to be the nicest part, not only for taste, but also for nutrition. And, you know, again, that whole idea of the life force of a plant, Mm -hmm. I would suggest that there's something really awesome in taking that, because it's you know here's this plant, it's alive, and you pick this little piece of it, and you immediately eat it. So it's just like it's still alive, right? Yeah, There's it's no, a it does like immediate, right? Yeah. So when you pick something that's living, it immediately begins to die, sort of, right? And it mm-hmm. slowly. Dies that's an interesting over way to
1: look at it. I guess I never really that's, i really like that the way right, that It's that's cut like, off
0: from its life yeah, source, right? Yeah. It's the, you know, it's no longer able to go on living for an extended period of time. So there's all this idea of enzymes, sort of, right? A lot of you, you hear the nutrition world or whatever they talk mm-hmm. about enzymes, and so you can buy these digestive enzymes yeah, and all this. I have stuff, them. Right? I yeah, have them. <laughs> right. <laughs> all of these living foods have enzymes in them. Okay. Right, okay. and so they have the enzymes in the plant that the plant needs to break itself down okay sort of right And so your body doesn't need to use any of its own store of enzymes to break down the nutrition inside of this plant okay right and so now you've got these live enzymes you also get this living water because this plant is full of water right it's very moist inside you know And so that water is alive, it's moving, it's full of all sorts of things. It's, you know, full of sunlight, it's full of these minerals and vitamins that are being pulled up from the roots to help this little new leaf grow sort of thing, right? And so you get all of these different factors from the live piece of plant that Mm -hmm. you're eating that are lost when you have and capsules right yeah so none of that stuff exists in this dry powdered form of of whatever it is Mm -hmm. right so i think that's one of the most powerful things because now you're bringing in the actual life force energy of that plant into yourself yeah and you know i suggest that a lot of that is transferred into us right 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 into the body that's right and so even on a more sort of like esoteric spiritual level of like Dandelions like talk about their resilience, or like any of these weeds. Really, they're ridiculously resilient. Mm-hmm. Like you can try your hardest to kill these plants, and they will always come back.
1: Coming up through right? concrete.
0: <laughs> yeah, they yeah. like literally will grow in the middle of the street if you don't drive over them. You know, like <laughs> yeah. they literally punch holes through concrete, yeah. right? And and that's that's ridiculous. Like yeah. that's you know, like how. How much stronger do you want a thing to be right like yeah. it's you know it's it, it's mind-boggling to walk around in the alleys or the you know anywhere really and just start to observe what's growing where and it's like holy crap like there's this whole friggin you know group of like you know half a dozen plants growing in this you know next to this building and there's this is concrete right up to this building and this building is concrete and there's concrete as far as i can see but yep you know, right here along the edge where the building meets the concrete, Mm -hmm. there's all of these things growing, right? Yeah. And they're just like, and they're doing really well. They're not like all brown and brittle and (laughs) like, you know, nearly dead and like waiting for somebody to water them and fertilize them. They're like thriving. They're just like,
1: I'm here, I'm doing good.
0: (laughs) Right? And so there's some crazy energy behind Mm -hmm. that in those plants. And so to bring that energy into our bodies i think we really need right now because yeah. we're so uh, we're so we're so i don't know not resilient i don't know what the word is we're so susceptible to everything mm-hmm. right we mm-hmm. come down with all sorts of stuff and yeah. so many people like you know speaking from my own experience are dealing with chronic conditions right mm-hmm. things that are just don't go away and there's yeah. no real way of Currently that we know, you know, in mainstream culture of how to deal with any of this mm-hmm. stuff, right? You right. know, we're given things to deal with symptoms, but it's like...
1: It's a aid At
0: the end of the day, you know, the thing hasn't been addressed, right. right? Right. And so to bring that energy of that resilience and that energy into ourselves, I've noticed a huge, uh, I, I, I noticed a huge increase in my well-being yeah. when you know, working and consuming with consuming these plants on a regular basis. Yeah. Right.
1: Let's talk a little bit about your journey then, because that brings us right to the core foundation of how you got involved in doing all this and learning about this and promoting this and doing the herbal tea business is it started back when you were a teenager. And I know you just had your seven year anniversary of your liver transplant. Right. So that's probably like a whirlwind seven years ago, your life was in a completely different position. <laughs> right. So bring me back to the foundation. Where did yeah, that, all, where did that so, all begin? That's <laughs> right.
0: So yeah, as a teenager, I got diagnosed with autoimmune conditions, right? And like, that's so common now, mm-hmm. you know, so many people have that. And But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, there's nothing we can really do for you. It's like, here's some, you know, pills that'll mitigate the symptoms for a while, but you know, eventually you're going to need a liver transplant, right? And, and it's how like, old were you? I was like 14 or so, yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I didn't really notice too much at first. Like, you know, I was really active, I played a lot of basketball. That was a big thing in my life, you know, sports and playing outside, riding bikes. And, you know, I was a, grew up in the country. Yep. You know, we were outside all the time doing stuff, right? Building things and biking and playing sports and yep. whatever. Being right? a normal kid. Yeah, so... So, okay, well, all right, well, I didn't really notice too much. I could keep on playing basketball, and, you know, I took these pills a little bit and, you know, basically carried on a pretty normal teenage life mm-hmm. through high school. And, you know, I, just, I would get, like, sick. I'd end up in the hospital every once in a while with, like, an infection in my liver or something. And, you know, progressed and just carried on, I guess. And then...
1: Question. Yeah. At that time when you were young, did you ever question... Um... Like the medical doctors did you ever really have that thought of like is this helping at such a young age
0: i not too much like there were later on a little bit i i'd heard some stuff about like milk thistle and things from some other people and it was like i brought it up and i was like hey i heard about this and they just like immediately shut it down we're like oh no that's not worth anything you don't have to there's nothing there like yeah okay and i was just like oh well All right, more pills (laughs) Okay, well, I guess, you know, I guess you guys are the experts or whatever. Like, you know, you know, I don't know anything. Like, I'm a kid, right? You know, I just was going along with what they say and, you know, just trying to live a regular life or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Along the way, I learned more about, you know, you know, sort of, regular healthy eating, you know, like I didn't go to McDonald's and Tim Hortons that much. And, you know, I could really feel when I was eating really crappy food. Mm And yeah, eventually it was just like kept on going downhill. And then you get on this liver or on a transplant list, you know, Mm -hmm. and this list is based on how sick you are. So you move up and down the list, like how badly do you need it sort of thing. Right. And so I ended up, I was on that for like two years, I guess, because like I didn't really need it at first. Right. right? Right.
1: That's you know that's but, actually kind of like a weird but i guess that also comes back to how many organ donors are well involved, that's it right right that's interesting so it's
0: like if you you know who needs it the most yeah sort of thing right they don't yeah. just have this it's kind surplus, of a mind fuck right? though right
1: you're like well i'm sick clearly right <laughs> but like how bad is it wow yeah. that's so strange
0: so you know most people who get this sort of thing are older right and they right. like okay. they need it like most people, yeah, are not on the list as long as I am, as okay. far as my understanding, as long as I was, as far as I understand it. Yeah. You know, I got pretty sick. And in the last, like, few months, it was like, oh, man, like, I was, like, real, you know, I was, like, real yellow and, like, real skinny and had, like, a real distended stomach. And, you know, then I ended up in the hospital in Windsor right around Christmas. And, you know, I was basically in the hospital in Windsor for, like, a month. And then they let me out for like a few days and then it was just like, well, forget that noise. Like, you know, I got to go back to the hospital, but it was like, well, let's just go to London because London's the place, okay. right? Like yeah. that's where my doctors were. And okay. so it was like, all right, well, we'll just go to London. And, you know, and then one night they called me up and they're like, hey, we got a liver. We're going to check it out. Like, you know, make sure it's good because they got to, you know, make sure it's good or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, tomorrow morning's, you know, you're gonna have your liver transplant, and it's like, okay, well, here we go. And
1: what was that? What did that feel like? Was that exciting or terrifying or both?
0: I don't, I don't really know. No. I, it was just like, okay, well, here we go. Like, I always just sort of knew it was gonna happen. and right. It was just gonna work out, and it was just like,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know. I was just like really cool about it all, yeah. sort of through the whole thing. Like there was, you know, some pretty epic shit went down, sort yeah. of right. Like, yeah. and I was just. Anyway, it was really great. Like I had my whole family around, you know, I was super fortunate with my family and you know, Ellery was there and you know, everybody was always there like with me and it was yeah. super cool. And I had it really good in the hospital sort of thing. Right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. that was really nice. And it was really neat. Like I just changed so quickly. Like, you know, it was just, my color was getting back to white so quick. Like, you know, by the hour you could see the change what? and everything, wow. Yeah, it was just like super, super
1: neat. And then what was the time frame? Because then you hit another roadblock because you were healthy so you felt good for what was the time period yeah like like less than a year okay
0: yeah I'd say and then like I you know I was out and it was just like well shit yeah like you know here we go like like helping my buddy build this cool little fort in the back of his place again like I was digging holes and you know using sledgehammers and you know wheel and wheelbarrows and you know stuff that I hadn't been able to do in a while Right. right and so that was really cool and but, yeah, then, like, so then, you know, my other autoimmune condition, you know, kicked in, which, you know, the colitis or whatever, which I had just sort of been there before. Like, they said I had it, but I just, like, it never really did anything for me before. Okay. You know, I know pretty damn soon when I'm doing things I shouldn't be doing sort okay. of thing, Okay. Right? Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, yeah. So, you know, but then they but they don't really have anything for it, right? That's okay. the thing. Like, for the liver transplant, when I was young, it was just like you know, you're going to get a liver transplant one day. So then, you know, okay, well, you'll just wait for that, you know, sort of thing. And with this one, it's more
1: like, there's no, there's... Well, there's
0: no, like, I mean, there's no, like, bowel transplant. I mean, I mean, sort of that, you know, sort of a thing sort of exists, but... It's nothing like that. Like, you know, they can cut out your bowels and put in some plastic bag right, sort of thing. Right. And it's like, well, you definitely don't want that. Right. And, you know.
1: Did they want to put you on medication? Are well, you yeah. on medication? Right. Or well, what is the... So now yeah. and then going back to the herbal teas and the superfoods and the healthy right. living in that transition of so what the doctors probably wanted. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Right.
0: So they have like a couple of medications, you know, it's like, yeah, you can take this when it's really bad, but you know, you probably don't want to take that very long because... You know, that's going to mess with all this other stuff. And it's like, here's this other stuff that you can take that, you know, not nearly as potent, but, uh, you know, this will really help, you know, keep down the inflammation right. and, you know, you can take this, but, you know, it's okay.
1: Did but you go you on any of those? Have you? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've
0: been on a, a few different things. Okay. Like, you know, when it was really bad, I had to take the really bad stuff. Right. right? So when it's, you know, not so bad, I would take the not so bad stuff. And, okay. But at the end of the day like I can really control this with my lifestyle right which is super neat because it's like I can really notice within like less than even a week of what I'm doing mm-hmm. how it swings sort of from you know not feeling so good to like you know being really good yeah right and so the herbs and the lifestyle and like just all the things that I've been learning since then like it's been really super cool yeah but yeah so that's when I really started learning about a lot of other stuff right so mm-hmm. you know about wild plants and herbs and Ellery was getting into the herbs first, like she learned about that while I was learning about okay. permaculture, right? Okay, so permaculture, yeah, permaculture. What is that? Yeah, so design science, right? So it's all about designing your life so that it provides all of your needs using nature, basically. Okay. Right? So what do you need? Well, I need food, I need water, I need a housing, I need energy, I, you know, I I need, uh, you know, whatever you need, you just list your things. Those are kind of the things that everybody yep. needs. Right. And um, so how do I design those things so that they work with nature so that I don't have to keep them going? Like just say I have a house, right? Yeah. Regular house, you go buy a house. Well, it doesn't work unless you plug it in. Right. The damn thing will rot if it doesn't have its central air circulating it. Right. Right. It doesn't do anything if you don't have hydro. Well, so with good design of a house, well, you'll set it up so that it heats and cools itself. Right. Like, you know, you face it south, you put thermal mass in it, you know, you, you put a, you know, whatever, earth berm it. You do all of these things so that it it stays cool in the summer and, and stays warm in the winter and yep. you know well okay well, i need a little supplemental heat well let's put in like a rocket mass heater right let's put in a wood burning device that burns like one tenth the amount of wood that a wood stove burns to keep <laughs> a place warm yeah. right and then design the whole thing so that you need even less wood because the way you designed it it hardly needs any heat at all sort of right so
1: So it's all coming. It's like in a circle. I feel like this is like in a cycle. So
0: I work with nature. So I, so I look around and, you know, okay, here's where I want to build my house. What elements are affecting this particular place, right? Okay. Well, the sun angle in the winter is this and the summer it's that. Okay. Well, I'm going to adjust my, you know, overhang on my windows accordingly. You know, the low temperature in the winter is this, you know, I got this many sort of growing days. The winds come from here, the prevailing winds, the north, storm winds come from here okay well let me build a big berm like this so it blocks the storm winds and traps in the sun energy in the winter and you know all these sort of things like that right and the water runs like this and this is a wet spot and here's where it stays dry okay well let me do a little bit of earthworks with that so that now i have a pond in the wet spot and the dry spot is this like really awesome dry microclimate right and see it's all about creating all these different sort of microclimates to really um make things sing right so you know house is one thing yeah the really sort of you know sexy thing permaculture people say that word and they mostly think about like forest gardening which is you know growing food in a perennial type of a way right yeah so you look at a forest you know you go out to you know Ojibwe around here or whatever Mm -hmm. and the thing just grows right like nobody's doing anything to it sort (laughs) of I mean they do a little bit of stuff but you know it just grows right yeah And so you take that concept and go there and observe and see what's happening. And, oh, there's all these different layers and there's these really big, awesome oak trees and these other shrubs and these trees in between. And it's like, oh, well, how can I take that concept and apply it to my yard? Right. Only I'm going to grow the things that are super beneficial to me. Okay. Right. And not just to me, but of course, you know, to, to me and the community and the insects and the animals and right. all the things that are involved it with it, right. which is, you know, oh, well, you know, maybe I'm going to plant some apple trees and I'm going to plant some hazelnuts and I'm going to plant some walnuts and chestnuts and cherries and peaches and plums and pears. And...
1: Do you do all that? Right. <laughs> right. Do you just do all of it? Yeah. Where did you learn to like, this is so interesting because I, I saw the word permaculture. And I'm like, I honestly have no idea what it is. And I was going to, Look it up online and then I was like, you know, I'm just gonna wait because I just want to hear about what it is. And that's not at all what I was expecting it to be. So that is like, did you go to school to learn that stuff, or is this stuff you research because of the way your lifestyle needed to change? Like, how did that come into like your life?
0: Yeah, both. Okay. So yeah, I've studied it through I have had teachers who've taught me. So there's this thing called the permaculture design course, which is kind of like the official um, now you've got the official introduction into permaculture type okay. of a thing, right? Okay. So you you can take that. You can go online and search permaculture design course, and there's online courses, and there's places you can go, like people's farms, and they teach you. And like it's you know seventy two hours, you know, plus this and that, right? Yeah, so there's cool. a course you can take on how to start thinking about it.
1: Okay, that's really but, cool.
0: Yeah. So the whole idea is it's really a, it's a design science, and it's a way of thinking. So it's a it's a way of using. Pattern language, if you will, right? Okay. And so, again, with that whole forest gardening idea, it's really easy to sort of see it and and begin to understand it more because of the way it is like so again you have those different layers of a Mm -hmm. forest garden right you Mm -hmm. have your very tall big overstory say black walnut trees that Mm -hmm. are get really big and you know live for 150 years and whatever right and then you have a you know next layer of trees like say your apple trees they're not quite as big they're smaller Mm -hmm. they you know grow under and then, you know, under there, then you get your, you know, your, sh- your shrubs, like your big shrubs sort of, right? So, you, yeah. you know, you get something like sea buckthorns, right? It's, you know, big shrub produces a bunch of berries and, you know, and then under there you get your, like your, your smaller shrubs, like your herbs, you know, you get your, it, um, like uh, raspberry bush bushes or something right and you know they're down there and then under there you get like your strawberry plants you know oh, and along with all that you know then there's your mint and your thyme and you know your oregano and you know whatever all these different things chives yeah. right and you just start listing it off and it's you know medicinal edible plants and then there's in in there you get plants that attract insects right and so you it's all about setting up ecosystems right okay. and so yeah. you create these ecosystems and while so yeah, so while creating those ecosystems, you're you're determining what all the factors are yeah. affecting this area again, right? How what's the weather like? How's the wind? Right. Where's the sun? Where's right. the wet? Where's the dry? And then I like the idea of um, sort of terraforming the land first, right? And what's so terraforming? Uh, like landscaping, I okay. guess, like okay. so you so you're digging holes and making piles, sort okay. of, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. And so the, doing things like that, then you can really accentuate the different. Um, uh, the different elements that are already there, right? Okay. make the wet spots really wet and the dry spots really dry, sort okay. of, right? Because different things like to grow in different...
1: Different climates, different, different situations. That's and right,
0: different cool. microclimates. Okay. Not everything likes it perfectly flat and full sun and, you know, like the fields out here, right. right, right. So the more texture you can bring to a landscape and the more microclimates that you can create, the more diversity that you can bring in and the more, you know, the... Yeah, the greater amount of plants and habitats you can create, right? Yeah. And so then it creates a balance, right? So right now, you know, you go out there and you just, you know, plant your whole field full of corn and it's like, well, something's going to come in there and eat all your corn or right. whatever, right? And then you're shit out of luck. Yeah. <laughs> but when you plant a whole bunch of different things yeah. and, you, and you're conscious of what you're doing and you consider all the different factors as much as you can because you never really... Get it all right, right? But there's <laughs> so as many you different go, elements. That's yeah. right. You yeah. observe and evolve yeah. with it. Okay. But you get it a good start. And then there are much less problems, right? And so now you have all of these different flowering plants that smell really nice and they attract different insects and these different insects eat these different insects. And then there's the birds and the birds eat these insects and you got frogs and they eat these things and it becomes this whole (laughs) sort of balance, right? And so now you don't have this like massive infestation of one thing that's coming for your corn and there's nothing that's going to stop it, right? So you get these wasps and these bees and these beetles and these butter. Flies and yeah. you know all these different things that it's just real sort of interplay right and it's this whole life web that you create that really sort of helps balance each other out right so even if there's like some major thing like i was just you know whatever looking at the paper the other day and you know with all this cold down here it was like mm-hmm. ridiculously cold right mm-hmm. like Record-setting type of stuff. Yep. And now they're talking about all oh, the grapes are suffering, right? So they, all these grape mm-hmm. buds are all frozen because the you know certain things only go to certain right. you know at a certain point they can't handle it anymore and yeah. they die, right? So right. that's why we you know we can't grow avocados here, sort yep. of thing, yep. right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. So now the grapes are going to suffer because it got so cold. Right. Well, so when you set up a system like this, it's like, oh, okay, well. Shit, you know, this year it was super cold. My grapes aren't going to make it. Well, no big deal because I got all this other stuff. The rest of it. I got everything Uh. else. So, on any given year, you can take a really hard hit from some extreme climate event Mm -hmm. flood, drought, frost, wind, whatever you name it and something gets all messed up. But but you have, the you have so much other, have stuff other stuff going on okay. that it's yeah. not like, oh, now I'm screwed because, you know, I lost everything. Yeah. Well, you know, to lose a whole friggin' forest, it takes a bit, you know, there's something, you really know, you got some bigger problems to worry about. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: for sure. Even as I'm listening, I'm like, there's so much knowledge. There's so many different things to know. And I think um, something you had mentioned is that we're really disconnected to nature and um, to the energy that comes from whether uh, trees, insects, stuff in the ground, all of these things that you're mentioning, how can we start to reconnect? Like, what is just one thing? Like, you can go out and just, like, tr- and start from here. Start at this base level and reconnect.
0: Right. So that's back to what we were saying at the beginning. And it's going out and just... Picking that dandelion leaf and nibbling yeah. on it, right? <laughs> okay. That's like literally the easiest thing you can do, yeah. and the benefits and the like things that you'll notice by doing that. If you do that on like a regular, you know, or even, I mean, if you only do it once, you're gonna notice something, really? right? I'm you're so gonna excited to try feel this. <laughs> something in your body if yeah. you pay attention. You mm-hmm. will feel some action in your body by by ingesting that dandelion yeah. leaf and just like now you're outside and now you've paid attention to what a dandelion is and you've identified one and you've gone outside and now you're you you you've actually D- generated this whole consciousness behind even just doing that right mm-hmm. which is a whole thing in and of itself without yeah. even actually taking the plan into yourself
1: right i think though a lot of people just struggle just to go outside anymore
0: that's it it's right? just like like it's so easy not it's to it's easier
1: to be on your phone or look at right. a computer or watch it or watch a tv and you don't have to go anywhere or do anything that's right and it's like and i am at hugely at fault for that in in the last several years just in this past year i've been like so much more like pushing myself to go outside and like since i've done that i'm like that's my favorite thing on the planet when i have a day where i don't have to do anything i'm like i get to go to point peely today and walk around and not talk to anyone and just like be outside and like that's the greatest thing and i have felt this whole um new connection which i never really probably had since i was a kid Right. since I was like outside running around playing tag <laughs> and That's it's right. like that it's almost nostalgic in a way yeah it's like so it's so weird with we since something that I didn't I was doing it because I wanted you know stress relief and I just want to be away from social media and all that other stuff and then you find like a completely different something like a different, different connection that I didn't expect to have and now I like can't get enough of it
0: right <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it takes so many different forms and, you know, you talked about all of these things to learn or there's so much to it. It's, yeah. yeah, there is. There is. Like, you, you, I don't know hardly anything. Like, the more I learn, the less I know. Right. <laughs> so it's like... There's so much to it, and mm-hmm. you can pick out anywhere. So, it's like, what's calling you, right? And, yeah. you know, where is it? And, and I mean, for me, again, the easiest thing, like, are the things that are right there already. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I talk about forest gardening. It's like, oh man, that sounds like a big deal. Like, I gotta, you know, go get all these fruit trees and do all this stuff and plant. It's like, well, no, you don't. Like, yeah. my favorite thing, like, I'm really into this, like, wild forest gardening, I'm calling it, right? And okay. it's all like, really using the wild plants to set up that sort of a thing, okay. right? So yeah. like, how little effort can I put in to how much stuff can I get out? Right? It's like, well, okay well, my dandelions grow without me doing anything and the clover (laughs) grows without me doing anything. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe let's have a look at what those plants are all about because they're growing here for free. And then you start looking up, you know, get some of the herb books, get some of the wild foraging books. There's even like apps you can get that like you take a picture and it like tells you what the plant is. yeah, I've heard of
1: that. I have heard of that.
0: Yeah, which is, you know, super handy for people, right? Yeah. And so then it's like, oh, wow, geez, I can eat dandelions and clovers and put them in my salad and make teas and, you know, stir fry them or put them in a soup or like, you know, just nibble on them. Yeah. Right. Put them in a smoothie, juice them, you know, whatever. Right. And it's like, that thing just grows already. Like I'm I'm already a forest gardener. I don't even have to (laughs) do anything. Like all I have to do is... You know, not okay. mow that little corner of my lawn, right?
1: And not spray it with pesticide or whatever. Yeah, right? What a, what a,
0: whoever thought that was a good idea? Yeah. You know, what kind of a waste of time and energy and money yeah, and health yeah. that is, right?
1: Yeah, you're paying more money to kill it when it's free and could benefit you.
0: <laughs> right, right. And then you're generating this whole like toxic mindset of like, uh, this, you know, fucking dandelion, man, yep. and I better spray it mm-hmm. and. Now I'm all angry about it yep. and it comes back and now I'm even more angry about it. And I got to go buy more of this poison and spray it and get it on myself and smell it. and.
1: But that's just like what society tells right. us we're supposed to do, right? Like, that's, isn't that kind of yeah. weird? I just am like, like I grew up thinking dandelion's a weed. You get rid of it. Like, that's just how it is. That's end of story. Right. But we're, and I think social, not even social media, but um, just the internet in general is having such an impact on, Um, more of the natural way of life and naturopath um, medicine you know and the back and forth between um, doctors and naturopaths and all that stuff is like we're learning more about it and hearing more about it and giving people different opportunities to choose alternatives which you don't i don't know if you necessarily know unless you go looking for it and i feel like people just have like blinders on
0: that's right so there's this yeah, you know, so I li- I like to talk a lot about you know that that's right. Empire is a great word I like to use. And yeah. It's this whole idea of the con- with the system we live under, right? We live in an empire, and it's a all encompassing empire that you know controls a lot of the way we live our lives, mm-hmm. right? Like like you say, who told you that dandelions were bad and that you should spray them, right? How do we get that in our head? Yeah. You know. W- w- you know. Who. Te- you know. The, you know. <laughs> You know, you get it, you get into the school system at friggin' three years old and they're already telling you the way the world is and how it works mm-hmm. and this is what you need to do. And yep. you
1: here's the food pyramid that you're supposed to follow.
0: Right. And whatever. Right. Here's everything. <laughs> here's how here's how everything works. And this is how you do everything. Yeah. And this is all there is to life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's it. Now yep. go get a job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And work hard. Yep. And buy some stuff. Yep. And and try not to complain too much, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true.
0: Right? So it's this whole encompassing thing that if we don't want to take charge of our own lives, this is default mode. Right. So default mode is supplied for us, right? Like if we don't want to live our lives with determining self-determination, mm-hmm. then we can choose this default mode. Mm-hmm. And there's all these menu options, you know, you can be this or that, a doctor, or your lawyer, or a, you can go and learn how to massage, or you can do whatever, you know, this seems like there's freedom. Right. It seems like there's all of this choice. You can mm-hmm. go to the mall and there's 50 different stores you can mm-hmm. choose from, yep. you know. But you're still going to the mall and you're still paying tax and you're still working, you know, nine to, you know, freaking seven o'clock these days, you know, whatever, putting in ridiculous hours and you get your one week of vacation and it's, you know.
1: So how do you challenge, like, how does, how do you live your lifestyle in a way that's um, different from the norm?
0: There's more and more dissolution with that system, right? People are beginning to sort mm-hmm. of realize that this is an anti-human system, right? Mm-hmm. This is, this, it goes against natural human behavior, I would suggest, mm-hmm. to do all of these things and to yeah. force yourself to do all this stuff, right? Yeah. And so in the world we live in now, we can literally do anything we want. Mm-hmm. Like if we take our energy and apply it to do something, mm-hmm. we can do it. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's, there's all, there are almost no barriers anymore with, with the internet and, and, you know, like entrepreneurs starting businesses, just doing anything. Like you can literally just drop everything, get on a bus and go anywhere you want and just start all over if you, you know, to be an extreme example. Yeah. Right. But yeah. So just to begin to become aware of the different ways that we are affected on a daily basis yeah. to make decisions that don't actually benefit us and to just fit in right and to just be okay and yeah. to not stick out mm-hmm. and to just be like everybody else yep. because you know because it because a lot of it comes down to 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 traumas and things right into mm-hmm. old childhood traumas mm-hmm. and habit patterns and you know, all of these different things, right? And, and, and so to, so, but so for some people, they, they want to step out of that and they want to say, okay, I'm, you know, I no longer want to just do the things that everybody's doing. It doesn't fulfill me. It, you know, I, I'm feel down, like there's so much anxiety these days, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and, and depression, right? So a nice, you know, a nice little phrase I've heard is like, you know, do. De- Depression is a normal reaction to abnormal circumstances. Well, so, when you, mm-hmm. it, so <laughs> depression, I've heard the term, heard it said that depression is an abnormal reaction to normal circumstances, but it's actually not. It's yeah. actually the opposite. the opposite. It's actually yeah. a normal reaction, right? Because we're living some untruth, right? We're not living our yeah. truth. We're yeah. doing something. Against our deep inner knowing yeah. to just be part of a society that is fundamentally anti human, mm-hmm. and our soul is crying out. And right? We're pushing it That's down right. and down. That's and right. Down, it's and like
1: down, and then depression comes up and up and up and right? up.
0: <laughs> and everything in mainstream machine culture of empire is geared towards keeping that human spirit and soul down Mm -hmm. right so it's all about just keeping people going at just sort of barely functioning yeah right yep just to say getting by and doing the things but just really not happy about it
1: yeah right here's a question for you as someone um who has more intellect than i do on the topic is i always think of these things where i'm like i am a person that believes like similar in the similar um context of we're told we're supposed to follow these rules, this is how you grow up, you get married, have kids, and you work a job nine to five, and yada, 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 yada. And I'm in the mindset of, I would like to do other things and I wanna follow a different path. And, and I understand that we have this like uh, innate uh, need for something more. However, I also am conflicted in my own mind thinking about, but we also do need lawyers we also do need doctors we like i am also like thankful that not everyone is thinking the way that i'm thinking because i'm like when i get sick and need a liver transplant i need a doctor there that's not doing the things that i want to do so i'm constantly conflicted about like that ideology because it's something i believe in that like there's so much more to love and compassion that like the entire world needs but then i'm like so glad that there are the scientists and the mathematicians that I am certainly not <laughs> that exist that don't have those same beliefs that I do. But I guess is that kind of, we need more of a balance? Is that what we need? Like, where where do you stand on that? I'm just cu- at curiosity.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's good. Good. Yeah, it's always important to think about that. yeah. That's good. Right. And um, so...
1: Just cause I'm that's constantly right, que- right. questioning that because right. I come from a family where I am more liberal than everyone else. And my brothers and my dad are very conservative and, you know, we work in a family business. So I'm always the very um, emotional one, but I've, I've had a hard time running other businesses that I've done for that very reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm thankful for people like my dad that can look at numbers and like, make sure he gets his payments and you know, all these other little things that I have trouble with because I'm like it's okay. Maybe they have a circumstance, you know, right now where they, they can't pay their, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, I'm constantly like in this spiral of like, where's that balance?
0: Yeah. And so we have to find that balance in our lives. So not everyone will ever um, leave the system sort of thing, if Mm. you will, or whatever, right? Because I think most people like to be told what to do and want to be inside of the system right Right. Mm -hmm. and so they want to do all these things and and the way the system is there are obviously good things like emergency medical procedures are amazing Mm -hmm. right and so they're right so for certain things we certainly need the system as it stands. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody couldn't just all of a sudden go do something else. Like right. you say, right? right. Um, that something else needs to be built and cultivated mindfully and, and, and slowly sort mm-hmm. of. Right. Yeah. Um, so.
1: Which I kind of feel like we're in that. Tra- right. Like a it is bit transitioning. Of a transitioning. That's yeah. right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Things. Empire is crumbling. You can see it in the madness of the world. Yeah. Right. Um, so things are changing, yeah. right? And which is great. And so to That's right. So with so with a lot of things like, you know, just with my liver transplant for example, like you know I had this autoimmune condition, right? Which is like basically a mystery illness, right? Mm-hmm. It's a mystery, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really know. They know a lot about what it does and how it works, but they don't know why it's there. Okay. Right? Yep. And so a lot of those sort of things I would suggest would not necessarily be as prolific as they are with different lifestyle, right? If the culture that we lived in was more supportive of sort of holistic lifestyles, Mm -hmm. like if it didn't promote us crushing our souls and eating junk food, then Mm -hmm. this proliferation of, Uh, chronic conditions wouldn't be where it is to a sort of thing, right? And so it's like, okay, we're in this system and there's all this stuff going on and we're affected by so much of it. And so it's like not that we necessarily just like ditch the system and go, you know, off into the bush and just be a bushman all by yourself and ditch everything, right? Which you can do yep, because you can do anything you want Mm -hmm. and that would be super cool for some people for a while. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But it's like, yeah, it's finding that balance of like, okay, here is this system and I see it and I understand what it is and I can become more aware all the time of how it's affecting me and my family and my friends and community and everyone. Mm -hmm. How can I engage with it consciously so that it's not sucking my soul Mm -hmm. and that I am able to benefit from it in certain ways, right? right? Like going to the hospital if I break my Mm -hmm. leg, like, There's no better place to go to get your leg fixed if you broke your leg, Mm -hmm. right? But am I going to go to the hospital or the doctor to deal with my chronic, uh, you know, bowel inflammation because, you know, when I eat things, I don't feel good? Right. That's not the place for that, Mm -hmm. right? They don't have answers for deep-seated chronic long-term conditions, right? And so one thing I really like about the whole system of our culture is that it is forcing us to self-determine mm-hmm. so we're coming to these certain thresholds say like for me it's like you know liver transplant and then it's like you know now you got colitis what are you gonna do about it yeah it's like i can if i stay in default mode and just stick with everything that Empire prescribes, mm-hmm. I will die much quickly, much more quickly, mm-hmm. right? So now I'm being forced to go out and seek that which will help me the most mm-hmm. on my own. Yep. And so we have all of these resources, like you, the internet, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. like holy cow, like, yep. you know, it's a deep, dark hole <laughs> to some degree, <laughs> yeah, but at yep. the same time, it's this glorious thing that mm-hmm. you can link up with other people and learn these yes. new modalities and learn about permaculture yeah. and herbalism and foraging and, yeah. and then just get connected with all of that stuff to then now it's like, oh, I can see this whole new side of things that I'd never considered before because it was just never part of my reality. Right. And right. now I can really begin to move towards that sort of a lifestyle not, and again, not that I'm totally ditching this whole other system or whatever, right? But right, but it's about the
1: balance of the two.
0: And then with running businesses, like you're saying, it's yep. like, well, what kind of a business do I want to run, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, like, let's do things that help people out, you know, mm-hmm. things that are good that make me feel good, yeah. right? And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all need money to live still, mm-hmm. right? We're not mm-hmm. in some ideal situation right. that you know we all just get along and everything's yep. rainbows yep. you know and that's never going to happen right that yep. doesn't exist that's not reality yeah so you know so how do we make that money how there's a really great sort of uh system to think about is you know there's these three foundations in our lives and there's our, our work mm-hmm. our home and our community or our, our fellowship, you know, our friends, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there's these three fundamental aspects of our lives. And how can... And they majorly affect everything, right? right. So what is your work? Yeah. What do you do on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. What is your home like? Is it this cool, really nice place that you really like? Or is it some dirty-ass place that you're embarrassed <laughs> to have people over, right? Right you know, is your work some grinding, terrible thing that you come home and you just like hate life and just like, you know, grab the wine and watch, turn on the TV. Cause you got to yep. numb yourself out. Cause yeah. it's been that kind of a day every day, Yeah, you know, and you, and what's your, what's your fellowship like? What are your friends? What's your community like? Mm-hmm. Are they all just like stupid and talk about nothing and promote yeah. Doing drinking and yep. partying and, mm-hmm. you know, or can you begin to shift all of those things, right? Okay, well, what's my work? How can I begin to do something a little bit different that feeds mm-hmm. my soul, like doing this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a little bit of a step. And yeah. and it's not like a just, you know, oh, I'm just going to like jump and do all this right. now. It's like, okay, well, I need to you know, begin to integrate different things in yes. my life so I can move forward in a, you know, in a progress type of a way, right? Because right. just right. like jumping whole hog into stuff usually doesn't work. Yeah, not realistic. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> well,
1: for some it is, you know, Absolutely. there's people that yeah. do it and I, I shouldn't say some that. Some people but, just you know, like
0: leave town and start a whole new life, <laughs> yeah. which is yep. totally cool. Yep, that you know? makes you happy, right? by all means. And then again, with your home, right? What's, where do you live, right? Mm-hmm. What's it like? How can you make it so it's nicer? So it actually reflects you, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And friends, and same thing. How can you find other people to hang out with that are more along, you know, what you're into? Can can that actually promote your self determination and becoming more of an individual and Mm -hmm. living a life that you know is right for you? Yeah. Right. And as you begin to cultivate those different areas in your life, then you can just you you begin to move forward more and more, and you Mm -hmm. can you know live the life that you want to a higher degree, I suppose, right? Because you're the three fundamental things that really affect everyone to a huge degree. Yeah. I think that's
1: a huge, those those are three great pieces of of advice for people that are listening that are stuck in one or all three of those foundations.
0: We're all in those foundations. We're all in them, whether or not you're happy or unhappy.
1: That's like, that's the the, the teeter-totter, right?
0: That's right. And it's like, yeah. And and it's all about slow, gradual progress. In my experience, there's no like...
1: You know, I do make seven some steps. Right.
0: I do make some big moves sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. we just moved out of the city. It was like finally enough. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm done with the city. I got to go right now. Yep. And we did that. And, you know, that's super cool. But yeah, it's all about just like making that progress steadily and slowly mm-hmm. as, you know, I continue to learn about who I actually am, mm-hmm. not just the you know, self or whatever that I portray that, you know, it's like, wait a second, do I actually even like this? Like,
1: yeah, how did yeah. I get
0: to do this thing? Right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, if I, maybe if I think back over the years and how it became to a point that this is the thing that I like am known for sort yeah. of. Right. And yeah. it's like, oh shit, I don't even like that thing. Like, that's not <laughs> actually me.
1: Yeah. Right. And yeah. you can
0: begin to ditch this, you know, false persona yep. or whatever it is. And right. It the act. It, that's right. Yeah. And, What is it that I really want? What actually feeds my soul? Right. What do I need? Yep. Right. If you can really ask yourself, you know, how, you know, fairly frequently of what do I need, you know, write that stuff down. It's like, not just like nice to have or something I'd like, you know, it's like, what do I need?
1: Yeah. We all have like a lot of wants. That's easy to have a lot of wants because there's fucking shit pointing at you every, every time you look somewhere new, there's something new to look at. But it's like, what do you re- like at the? I do that when I go shop when I go shopping. How right. Ironic that I just said that. But like when you go to a place, I'm like, looking. I'm like, oh, I really want this. I'm like, sure. I have five shirts that look like that. Right. Like, do I really? And my boyfriend hates me when we go out. I'm like, do you really need it? Right. Do you really need it? And he's like, I'm never going out with you ever again. I'm like, <laughs> I know, but do we need it? <laughs> what do but, you need? But you know, you know, and to each his own, right? Like some people, that gives them that gives them something that they enjoy and for others, not so much. And maybe it's for a limited time, perhaps. Um, and it's all kind of, it comes back to like, that's what society kind of teaches you to believe right. that you need or that you want. Well, so, that a, so
0: there's a big thing, right? Like, so is this something that I actually need or is this something that the, uh, you know, machine culture is telling me that I want? And I, so I think I need it. Yeah. Right. That's right. And so it's, there's a lot of very deep sort of personal spiritual work in a lot of this. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. ultimately sort of what it comes down to is this, we're, you know, in my view, sort of we're in some sort of spiritual training battleground sort Mm -hmm. of thing, if you will. Right. And, you know, the whole system that's out there is, is essentially, again, that whole default mode of machine culture Mm -hmm. and empire that I call it. And is that it's forcing us to self-determine or we're gonna lead a less than fulfilling life basically. Right. 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 And different degrees of all that. And we're all on our own path and we all learn different things as we're all here and Mm -hmm. all that. Right. But, you know, asking those questions really of what do I need? And if you can really think about that, you know, deeply, and it's more of a like, you know, well, I need freedom and I need community Mm -hmm. and I need love Mm -hmm. and you know, these are things that, I, and, and fellowship, right? I need good, solid people yeah. in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I need to be able to go outside. Like, I need nature in my life, right? And, <laughs> yep. You know, a lot yep. of these things that, you know, when, when you know, Ellery and I were talking about, you know, what do we need? Just because we just ditched the city recently. Right. That was a big thing. It mm-hmm. was like, okay, well... This is not working, like this mm-hmm. is crushing our souls, basically, mm-hmm. right? And it was like, Well, we need to be away from this, like mm-hmm. we need these things and, and, and that was it. Like freedom and nature and love and community are like yeah. huge things that I need right now. It's not like they're nice to have or or again, not something that I'd like to have.
1: Yeah.
0: I can't function without these things, right? right? Like I will go crazy and, you know, yeah. essentially like yeah. I, I get sick and I don't and I'm I'm not Yep. Yeah, I die sooner yep. without these yeah, things, These right? are things
1: I legitimately need to live my life, to like live longer, period. Right. Yeah, I want to yeah. talk before we, because we're about an hour-ish. Sure. I don't want to leave without talking about your business with um, herbal teas and you and Ellery and what you guys do and what you promote. Just tell me about the tea process and what that does for you on a daily basis. Maybe some you would recommend to people. Like what, if I came to you at an event and you had you in to erase it out like what what are the like the main things that you tell people about like the herbal tea business realm
0: Sure Um yeah so we've created a few different blends we really are trying to focus on herbs that you can grow in your own backyard because ultimately that's what I want you to do yep. is to make your own tea
1: mm-hmm.
0: And I love that that's, yeah, that's awesome And grow it Yeah and so we've blended up some teas that we think will probably help you with certain conditions that we notice a lot of people are dealing with. Okay. So one of the main ones is digestion, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people got some sort of digestive things going on these days with mm-hmm. whatever's going on. And so we have, you know, a particular tea and I say, okay, you know, try this tea And see how it helps with your digestion. Notice how you feel when you're not feeling well and you drink this tea. Yep. And so if you do that and you feel something, you Mm -hmm. feel better Mm -hmm. after drinking the tea, well, that's awesome. You know, super great. Now I want to encourage you to look at the ingredients on that tea and learn more about those herbs. Mm -hmm. And then and go from there. Now those herbs, well, there's like four herbs in this tea and look, I can grow them all in my backyard and they all grow really easily and they're mostly perennial. So I just plant them once and they come back all the time, you know, (laughs) and and so it goes from there. So that's kind of the idea. So it's a lot of like, okay, so I'll say here's 10 different teas you know what are you, you know what your health is like? What right. is something that you'd like to see some improvement in? Right? Okay. So stress. You you know are you stressed all the time? Do you mm-hmm. need to relax? Do you need to calm down? Are you having trouble sleeping? Do you, you know it's, it's a really superficial uh, take on herbalism. The mm-hmm. sort of like this for that. I really don't right. like that. Okay. But it is. it's a great introduction into herbs and using the teas like i mean we can only blend so many teas and we only have so many blends and Mm when he easily gets out of control Mm -hmm. and so i really want to just have some blends that like are are good in these areas that you know sort of targeting and will help a lot of people just even experience a little bit it's probably it's you know, for some people, it'll be like a really close, exact blend of herbs that they need for their digestion. Say, Right. for some people, it they could probably use some different blend of herbs for their digestion. But even this blend of herbs is bound to give them some sort some of benefit. Notice, you know, so it's like okay, well, in, anyway, you know, I can't I can only go so deep with like at the beginning of tea, you know trying to right. introduce people who right. never even tried thought they'd try herbal tea. Right,
1: right. You know, You're like introducing them to the right. tea, but at the end at the the extension is like it's a this lifestyle, the herbal lifestyle. And, right, there's and so much so much, more so much to beyond it. just the tea,
0: and just and even just to address, you know, someone's own personal physiological makeup and mm-hmm. the condition that they are personally dealing with, mm-hmm. and you know, somebody could have, you know, there could be, you know, four different people all diagnosed with IBS, but they're four very different people, yep. and so the herbs that you know, would actually prescribe to these people to use mm-hmm. would be very different based on their wholeness. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's a big thing like, you know, with the modern medicine these days is everybody gets the same pills, right? Because everybody's a machine and they all got yeah. the same symptoms. But, you know, herbalism doesn't work that way. And there are a lot of different ways to decide, you know, know a whole person and know a whole plant mm-hmm. and using all of these different um, ways of being able to pick the right plants. Right. right. Right, too way too much to consider. <laughs> yeah, with just yep. trying some tea, right? Yep. So we've done. We've created some blends again that you know it's like okay, try this out. Probably gonna help you in yep. this area. Exactly. And so that's the idea. How and long have
1: you guys been open? Like like when did you guys end
0: up? I guess we're like pushing four years or four so. Years. Like wow. it's all just okay. You know what? It's all just like super low key, and we love to take things slow. Good. And we love that it's just like a really small business, and we just do it like it's not this whole consuming thing and it's like i you know we love to do so many other things that it's not
1: stressing you out Type right you know
0: we make some tea and we sell some tea and we got it in some places and people like it and some you know people benefit from it and Mm -hmm. we hear some really great feedback from some folks and that's really awesome yeah you know and it makes us some money because again at the end of the day you got to make some money (laughs) i'm glad you mentioned
1: that right because it is true that like even myself, like you have this idea that like I want to do all these good things and blah blah blah, but right. I shouldn't make any money from it because that would be a bad thing. Right. And it's like it, it's a hump to get over, right. honestly, because you have to make money, you have to pay for things so you can you can eat yourself. <laughs>
0: and so that's where we're trying to move that whole idea of those foundations of work, right? Mm-hmm. This is our sort of foundation of work, right? right? So selling the tea is good, mm-hmm. and it's moving us toward. a uh, our work being more in line with our deep self mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. um so but and so we're trying to push more and more towards sort of education and stuff especially yep. like for myself like okay you tried some tea you learned a little bit about these herbs now let's learn more about these herbs and then for me it's like okay now let's set up your backyard and let's right. grow these herbs yeah. right? Permaculture. Like now, that's right <laughs> yes right yes and so i'm moving more and more towards that into into making myself more of a consultant, I suppose, okay. right? Yep. To yep. to be able to say, okay, you know, here, let's go do some stuff, because yep. you know, I, fundamentally, deep down inside of myself, I have a hard time, to a certain degree, selling a product, right? Mm-hmm you know, packaging and yep. all of this stuff that's mm-hmm. involved with, you know, ship sending out yep. bags of tea, right? And yep. it's just a little bit, you know, it's much more in line than me going and working nine to five somewhere else. And it's like, okay, it's good. And it's, yeah. you know, products are a good way to make money, mm-hmm. you know, so they, they, it, there's that. And, you know, we're working on, you know, we work on packaging and how can we do this a little differently and mm-hmm. this and that, you know, but, you know, selling services to me is much more in line with myself yep. sort of right being able to share my passion and what i've learned and with people so yeah. that it can you know help them on an even deeper level mm-hmm. and now i'm not you know, paying to get some bags from China or whatever. Right. Right. right, Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're fulfilling your own need for helping other people fulfill their needs. Now I'm helping
0: people plant trees in their backyard. Right. That's what I mean. That would be amazing. Like that's an
1: amazing thing. That's awesome. It's always in transition. Yeah. yeah. Have you done some, like, have you been doing that along the way? A little bit. And it's trying to do it, just continue it on, do it, keep doing it.
0: Yeah. And so everything's really slow with, with me. That's good though. That's right. Which though. Is, that's right. It's, if people change up so that. fast. Well, that's a big thing that I work on. Like, yeah. you know, a deep part of me is, uh, you know, sort of an anxiety of not doing enough. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. so this last like few months, I've been really practicing not doing things, which is really it. neat. Like it's winter time and <gasps> yeah. I'm taking it really slow and I'm just really trying not to worry about it or yeah. whatever.
1: Right? Yeah. I feel like I needed to hear that today. <laughs> Uh Because that is, it's like, I am someone who's constantly trying to do this or do that. But I also have been more aware of doing things that I just enjoy. Because if I'm doing a thousand different things and I'm grumpy as fuck, well, what's the point? If I'm doing a thousand different things, but I'm also taking the time in those in-between moments to, like, am I happy? Like, that's the base. Am I fulfilled? Like, that's the base question you can ask because someone can enjoy being doing a thousand different things and be happy. I would do a thousand different things and be grumpy is not the same thing. So it's like taking that time to slow down, go outside. I need those moments. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, but then of course it's a fine balance. So right now, you know, i probably tipped too far into the not doing section, you know, right. Which is okay. You know, I have to explore that, you Mm -hmm. know, that polarity, if you will. Right. And 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 you know and then I see okay well that and I'm doing I'm not doing enough stuff okay so I'm gonna come back and it's like you know okay well that was too much stuff and this is not enough stuff and it's like okay well there's somewhere in between
1: yeah. where it works yeah you right? got to find it that's right yeah awesome yeah all right we're gonna wrap up we're gonna do it I call it the sour seat so I'm just gonna rapid fire ask you some just like short questions about some of your favorite things locally or favorite teas or whatever ready ready okay what's your favorite superfood
0: dandelions. <laughs>
1: Where's your favorite Windsor park?
0: Ojibwe. The prairie, the prairie Nature Reserve, the other side of Ojibwe Park on off oh, Matchett, off down Matchett. in the Prairie Reserve or something like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> your favorite local restaurant?
0: Uh, the uh, Pho Wang Hung uh, restaurant down on Wyandotte.
1: On Wyandotte? I'll have to go check it out. Yeah, it's between
0: Jeanette and Bruce. Okay.
1: Favorite tea?
0: Of ones we make? Yes. My favorite one is probably the Tummy Tamer.
1: Tummy Tamer. Yeah. What's your favorite tea knot that you make, that you don't make?
0: Uh, Like some other blend of herbs
1: that I have at home that I I use. Yeah. (laughs) We did it. That's the Love Soul podcast. Awesome. Nailed it. All right, guys. I am just feeling super grateful for Simon's visit with me today. I feel like that was a very meaningful conversation, um, and it's leaving me feeling very happy Happy. Um, you know we talked more than tea and herbs we talked about life and about nature and who he is what he stands for what he believes in and I I'm just I'm super grateful for the conversations that I get to have on these podcasts because when else would I have them I think we need to have more of these conversations in real life it is super important to just talk genuinely with people keep an open mind and you know it's a beautiful thing. We're all human. We all have thoughts and feelings and we want to connect with one another. So here is my challenge to you to go have a meaningful conversation with someone. Ask the hard questions. Talk about things that make you feel fuzzy and warm inside and talk about things that make you feel dirty and grungy and gross inside. Like, it's just life. Wow, this is a really long rant for the end of an episode. (laughs) Thank you uh, to Simon for coming on you guys can find um simon steeps tea on facebook at simon steeps instagram at simon steeps website at simon steeps do you know where to find him yet all right guys we'll talk soon